You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, yes, we're off and running on this Wednesday, May 27th. What is going on? The theme song, obviously, a salute to all those brave men and women out there who are still getting the job done during this uh, very trying time. The first responders, the healthcare professionals, everybody, especially if you're up at this hour, right? You're not getting up at this hour generally for your own just, you know, this is the time I like to wake up. No, you're out there, you're working, you're keeping the world running, and we, uh, of course, salute you. This is the Gordon Damer Show. This is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Man, whole bunch to do on this Wednesday edition. We run through it all over the next 60 minutes. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. If you want to get involved, of course, you can do so also on Twitter. And on Instagram, too, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question is up. It's running. It's out there for you. We have to also recap the results of yesterday. You know, let me pull the curtain back a little bit on the show, right? This show, given the time that it's on, we're never really going to be caller heavy, right? Like, if you're up at this time, now, don't get me wrong, there will be times where we will do lots of phone calls in the course of an hour, but most times... It's not really set up that way. For most people that are getting up right now, to reach out and call is a little different than other hours of the day. So the poll question is there to kind of give listeners that outlet, right? You can kind of do it on your own time. It doesn't have to take place necessarily while the show is going on. Yesterday, we put up our poll question, a little fun, a little different, non-sports related. And we got something like 30 or something responses. And I love that. Now, that said, most of you are all wrong. But, you know, look, uh, I, I, I can't help you on that, right? It's your own opinion. That's on you. How you sleep at night, I, I don't know. But today we uh, will have a very much more traditional sports-related poll question, and it's up right now on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. But today is Wednesday also, which means we brought it back last week, our latest edition of headlines. Not too many headlines, though. We will get up to a date on the shenanigans of Florida, man. And holy moly, has that guy been busy. Wow. The amount of things that guy has been up to. And very few of them we can actually use on the air. But we found some of them, and we'll have them for you a little bit later on. Moment of inspiration for this Wednesday morning. But let's begin with what you need to know. The latest on the sports world's attempt at returning, be it whatever sport you follow, right? Maybe you're a big NBA fan. You want to know the latest on what's going on and the playoffs going to be back. How's Adam Silver going to get through all these different obstacles and issues, where they're going to play? The NHL, Major League Baseball, the NFL. So let's start with the NBA, where it's, it seems like each day that goes by, it's not really a question of if so much, they will return as much as in what form they will return. Will the league be able to to get in more regular season games? Is it going to be a tournament? Is it going to go right to the playoffs? Lots of issues to work through. But it seems like as time goes by, more and more, it's not a question of if. It's a question of when they return. So yesterday, Adrian Wojnarowski had the story up on ESPN.com. That Adam Silver spending his time talking to owners, high-level executives, trying to make the case how the league should kind of get into the playoffs. And the desire of the entire league to 
head to Orlando, Florida. Is that a, a real possibility? According to Woj, quote, some want a wide open playoffs, a knockout round to give those teams who are among the worst uh, a way to punch up into the play in for the eighth seed. Some want every market, obviously New York and Chicago, invited to, to you know get their fans involved. And some are fearful of delivering the competitive disadvantage of a nine-month hiatus prior to the 2020-2021 season to young rebuilding franchises. All right. So how they're going to return, it certainly seems like there's a better than good possibility that they'll return with just the playoffs. And whether or not the playoffs or the tournament will be more than 16 teams that seems like where it's at. It doesn't really seem like a real possibility to return for regular season games. There was that story out last week that, you know, there's a desire to do that because a lot of teams' TV contracts are based on having 70 games and no team, when the uh, hiatus came, was up to 70 games. It seems like a really bad idea for that to be the focus, to have teams that have no real shot of playing in the playoffs to ramp up, to get back in shape, to go through all the stages, to play, what, 10 games, given what is going on? It just seems like you would be best scaling it back as much as possible to focus on the main goal. And the main goal has to be, let's finish this season in some form, some fashion, and crown a champion and then let's, you know, when this is over, assuming we can do it safely and nobody's going to be, you know, really put in harm's way, once this season is over, let's see where things stand in the world before we worry about next season. Here's Adrian Wojnarowski from the Will Kane Show saying that the NBA tournament will be more than 16 teams. 16 plus. Now, whether that's we have 20 teams or 24 teams, I, I, I don't think it's going to just be – I don't think it's – I think it's unlikely it's 30, and I think it's unlikely that it's just 16. I think there's something in between that brings team ba- teams back, lets them have some games that essentially be treated as, as play-in games or pool play, and that might be the, the middle ground where there's enough – the teams you're bringing back feel like they have a chance to get in the playoffs – and it's reason enough for them to go through a month of training camp and quarantine to come back and, and, and try to make a run at it. All right, so there's Woj from the Will Cain show yesterday. It seems very, very odd to me that this is the time that you would be tweaking things uh, and and getting teams. I, I get the, the interest, and in a perfect world maybe – or you know the NBA has floated this idea out there uh, of altering the playoffs in the past and figuring out different ways. I mean the NBA regular season is already fairly meaningless to now be instituting things where I would assume right I think that if you go to 24 teams I think that the Knicks would even be in the playoffs at that point. I don't know that any I mean the most diehard Knicks fan will want it. I don't see what the benefit uh, is uh, of tweaking the playoffs either to include more teams that don't really have a shot and shouldn't have a shot, don't deserve a shot to knock off a team that's been higher ranked than them over the course of the regular season. There's also been talk of tweaking the playoffs so the best 16 teams or the best 20 teams would be in the – I mean, I I get what they want to do 
And in a normal season, there might be value in that. It just seems like very, very uh, an odd time with all that you already have on your plate. Let's focus on what you can control. And I don't necessarily think you need to um, expand the playoffs in any way, given the state of the world right now, and, and include teams. Again, you'd have a month to ramp up for teams that don't really deserve the chance to ramp up. You know, I'm just taking the Knicks as an example. The, the, <laughs> I know the diehard Knicks. Hey, look, we made the playoff. I mean, is there real value in that? I don't think so. I think that you would be better off sticking with the normal format of 8-8, eight and eight, get as many games in as you possibly can, crown a champion as best as you can. I'm not going to say that it's going to have an asterisk. Nothing ever has an asterisk. So do the best you can to conclude the season. And if you can conclude the season in the relatively normal way that you would wrap up a season, I think everybody deserves to be commended for getting that done. Because for a lot of time, and I guess there's still a portion of me that feels this way, I'm still doubtful for the amount of games that you're going to have to get in, the amount of juggling you're going to have to do if it's one city or two. There's still a lot of work to be uh, to be done there. There was a report yesterday as well that July 22nd, that that could be a target date for the relaunch of the NBA. Obviously, a lot of details to be worked out there. But I think the overarching theme is when it comes to the NBA, they're working and moving in the right direction. Then there's the NHL. Yes, the NHL. Let's go with them number two. Because they announced that assuming they are able to resume play, they will abandon the rest of the regular season and go straight into the playoffs with 24 teams instead of 16. That according to Commissioner Gary Bettman. Now, it seems that the NHL is not quite as far along in the process. They still have to figure out a lot of the health and safety protocols. Also, they have to kind of figure out where to play, and it doesn't appear because of the mandates put in by the Canadian government that Canada, you know, there was some talk of having a city in Canada and having a city in the United States. It doesn't seem like with the quarantine rules put in by the Canadian government that they would be able to play there uh, without having people quarantined for 14 days first. Time is of the essence. So it's not going to be easy there. But if this does take place, if they are able to resume play, I think the Rangers would face off against Carolina in the opening round. The Islanders would face off against Florida. And look, for the teams that don't make the playoffs, either in the NBA or in the NHL, maybe, just maybe, those teams, what they could do is they can form together and maybe play some baseball. Because it's not like anyone else is going to be. Yesterday was the day that MLB was set to present their new offer to the players. And they did. And what they showed was, there's a lot of ins and outs. And we'll get into that coming up. 1-800-919-ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. But what the overarching theme of yesterday was, is that, and what it showed you, was that basically, since the last time they presented an offer, which was that, not that they presented it formally, but it was floated out there, it was reported, that 50-50 split, what the baseball owners did they went back to the table and they spent the week figuring out a new way to waste everybody's time. That's what they showed you yesterday. So we'll get into the specifics 
of what the baseball owners have cooked up this time as a way, again, let me rephrase, to waste everybody's time since the last time they had something that they they floated out there. We'll get into the specifics of it. Want to hear from you, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776, and the pessimism surrounding uh, having an actual MLB season. But our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. If you could only have one of the following options, which would it be? Either A, the NBA and NHL seasons to be concluded, plus a, you know, not a full, but a regular MLB season as it's been floated out there. 82 games, playoffs, World Series gym. You can have that. That's your one option. The three sports, NBA and NHL conclusion, MLB season. Or you can have a full NFL season. Which would it be? NBA, NHL, MLB, or NFL? We'll have a moment of inspiration, but our poll question, which is up for today, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And it's pretty simple today. You can only have one of two options. Which is it? You could either have the NBA and NHL conclusions to their season, which, again, yesterday, not that anything monumental happened, not that they came up with a date or a location or definitely said that they are going to resume their season or anything like that, but it does seem like the the feeling in the air by people covering those two sports is that things are moving in the right direction. Maybe not moving as fast as we would like, but at least they are trending in the right way. So you can have those two conclusions plus an MLB season, which does not seem like it's trending in the right way, or you could just have a full NFL season. Maybe a little bit delayed to start the year, but I don't think anybody would really complain about that. It would be tough, you know, when when it would ordinarily be week one. But I always feel like the NFL season, you know, there's it's still really nice outside. You have stuff going on on a Sunday, not as interesting as an NFL season. And God knows we could certainly use any sports to kind of fill our time. So if the NFL season was delayed by, I don't know, a few weeks, a month, uh, I, I'm sure at the moment that it was delayed, you'd be disappointed. But, you know, if you pushed it back into the winter time, I feel like you could do that and it wouldn't really uh, upset that many people. So you can have one of two options, either an NBA, NHL conclusion, an MLB season, or a full NFL season. And you can vote on the poll question. It's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. But uh, I said... You know, NBA and NHL moving in the right direction. And then you have Major League Baseball. And it is amazing how they have taken this time. Where Think about how hard it is to get everyone to agree on anything. Not even everyone to agree. Get 90% of people to agree on something. You have really accomplished a lot. And what does everybody kind of agree on? Major League Baseball has this amazing opportunity to be the first sport. Well, there was a time where the conversation was, hey, could you imagine the MLB be the first sport back, have the stage all to themselves? Think about what a golden opportunity. They've been talking about losing fans. They've been talking about the decline of the game in the audience's eyes, the fans' eyes. Here's a chance for them to make up for all their past mistakes. And what have they done? They've made the same mistakes all over again. Because yesterday, they came up with their new proposal, the 
the, the players were very anticipatory of what this new proposal was going to be because the first one was so bad it went absolutely nowhere. So what did they come up with? Well, what they basically came up with, what they proved to you yesterday was they wasted a week of everyone's time. And again, it's not like there's unlimited time. As everybody kind of has also agreed, if you want to play games in July, you have to have spring training in June, which means you kind of have to, not that it's a hard deadline, but you kind of have to come up with some sort of agreement, if not by the end of the month, shortly into the month of June, right? Well, what did they come up with? Well, they came up with a plan, the owners, which basically presented a bunch of different tiers for player salaries. All players would be having a reduction, even on the agreed prorated contracts. It just matters how much money you're making. Those making the least would be asked to asked to sacrifice the least. Those making the most would be taking pretty substantial cuts. MLB's plan called for those making the least to be pretty close to whole. So if you were making the minimum salary, for the 2020 season, which is basically uh, $563,000. You take the prorated portion of that and you cut it in half. They would receive 93% of their prorated salary, which would be uh, $262,000. So, all right, still taking a pretty sizable cut, but you're only playing 82 games and it's the best that they could do. That would probably be okay for most of the players. The problem is, as you go up the pay scale, players at the top end would be asked to take a cut of more than 50% on what is already the prorated salary, which has already been cut in half. So, perfect example, Garrett Cole is the one that a lot of people are using. He was scheduled to make $36 million this season. His prorated salary would be cut in half to 18 under this proposal, he would be reduced to roughly $8 million. So from 36, which, look, based on the, 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 the way of the world, he was not going to get $36 million this year. So it was cut down to 18, which the MLB players agreed to. And now it would be, I mean, that's a pretty sizable cut from 18 to 8. Now, nobody's going to be crying any tears for somebody who's making, still making $8 million. But you could be dropped here. From another planet. And it really doesn't matter the numbers per se. It's about whether or not they can come up with a deal. And you'd have to say it's seeming less and less likely that that's going to happen. Not based on the fact that this proposal is based, it seems like a pretty much a non-starter. But the fact that this is the improvement. The improvement went from absolutely non-starter to almost certainly also a non-starter. Now, again, if you had unlimited time, okay, there's no real deadline right now. We got time to have this dance of negotiation. They basically have maybe a week, maybe a little bit more, but basically a week. And that this is the the time that they spent the last week cooking this up. You could have been dropped here from another planet. And no, this, this plan basically has zero chance of being accepted. And if I know that, and you know that, you'd have to assume 
that the owners know that. I don't know which is worse. I don't know if it's worse that the owners know that and still came up with this or if it's worse that they didn't know that, that they can't read the negotiation well enough to know that this would be turned down flat. And remember, this was supposed to be the good week. <laughs> this was Remember last week we played Jeff Passan saying, well, you know, he was talking about last week, this week is going to suck, but by the time we get to next week, there'll be progress. I don't know, still kind of seems like it sucks. I know a week has gone by, still seems to have quite a large degree of suckitude. Is that a word, suckitude? I created it, suckitude. The suckiness has increased exponentially. And I'm not, I'm not blaming Jeff Passan. That's what people within the game are telling him. And he's as locked in and as, and as informed as anyone. But And he's not the only one. Michael Kay, remember last week, he had talked to some baseball person, I'm assuming is on the, the ownership side. And that, that person had relayed to him, you know, look, the picture is going to look really bad this week. And it will seem like there's not a season. There won't be a season. But that's all negotiation tactics. By the time we get to next week, we'll have cleared the air, we'll be moving forward, and we'll get it worked out. Uh, eh, it's only Wednesday, right? I mean, it's a big week, but it's only Wednesday. We can get there by Friday, right? We can get there by Monday of next week. It's amazing. Here's Jeff Passan on SportsCenter last night with Scott Van Pelt on how he felt about the first offer. I see a first offer that went too far. And I'm not sure what the calculus was behind this offer. Listen, first offers are always going to be a little bit outlandish. That's what negotiating is about. And I think we have to understand that. And it's why today I'm not sitting here saying there's not going to be a Major League Baseball season. The big question, Scott, is how the Players Association is going to respond to this now. Are they just going to sit back and say... You know what? This doesn't even warrant us coming back to you with a proposal. Are they going to use this and say, now that we have all of our players working together, now that we have uh, the force of them behind us, we're going to go and ask for what we want. And we're going to go and try and put the pressure on Major League Baseball, knowing that the league ultimately, like the players, wants to play baseball games. All right. So there's Jeff Passan, number one. Jeff Passan, number two. Obviously, the players are not happy with the deal, and as if they needed anything to band together, the Major League Baseball owners' proposals have done that. Listen, this is not just the highest-paid players who, under MLB's proposal that was given to the Players Association on Tuesday, would see the largest pay cuts. This filters all the way down to the lowest levels, to the guys making $563,500, the minimum salary this year. Because every player who comes up at that salary believes he, too, someday could be a $35 million a year player. And he sees the amount of money that Major League Baseball is asking those players to take via pay cut on top of the 50% pay cut they already were going to take via a prorated salary. And my friend Jay Busby put it really well on Twitter. He said, this is a Rorschach test. Either you see somebody who is making $8 million to play a game for a few months at a time, or you see a guy who just got asked to take an 80% pay cut. 
And that distinction is going to be really interesting to see with the fallout here because this, Scott, has galvanized the players. They are uniformly together on this in the idea of outright rejecting this proposal from Major League Baseball. All right, so that's a great proposal. They wasted a week of our time, wasted a week of the players' time, wasted a week of their own time to come up with a proposal that is DOA. And this proposal is completely dead on arrival. So I think most of us are in agreement that we're really, I I don't know, maybe there are people that are pulling for one side or the other. I think most of us don't really care. They just want to get a deal done, right? Like, unless you just don't like baseball at all. And look, there's plenty of people that don't like baseball. And they revel in the fact that baseball can't get out of its own way. They just trip over their own feet at every opportunity. But when the player, or when the, excuse me, when the owners float something out there like this, it's pretty clear there's no way the players would ever agree to this. And it's pretty transparent that this, all this was going to do was to paint the players as greedy and out of touch and it's just more PR. And I've complimented the owners because they've, not that I've complimented, but in, in terms of the PR battle, They've done a better job than the players. It's not really that hard, but they've done a better job than the players have. But who cares about the PR battle? If you're not going to be playing baseball, there is no PR battle. (laughs) It doesn't matter. If they cancel the season this year, if they can't come to an agreement on money, nobody's going to be looking back and saying, well, you know what, the players, it's really all on them. It's going to be on everybody. It's going to be on everybody. And it doesn't really help the players when they have someone like Blake Snell come out and talk about the way that he viewed things. But you know what's far more damaging? When you have teams like the Oakland A's who inform their minor leaguers they're not going to pay for them for the rest of the season. The Oakland A's informed minor league players yesterday that they would not continue paying them $400 a week after the end of the month. This is for people or players that are not on the 40-man roster. Jeff Passan, to do some rough math, say there are 200 players in a minor league system. Paying each 400 a week for July and August is $5,200 per player. To pay every minor leaguer would have cost the Oakland A's a little over a million bucks. Now, a million bucks is still a lot of money. The A's owner is John Fisher. He's worth $2.1 billion. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that the players have done anything for praise because it seems like their position is, well, we have contracts. We have contracts. We agreed to deals. We're not going to – they haven't presented anything. As bad as the owner's proposal is, at least it's something. It's not it's, – it's dead on arrival. It's just slightly better than, than nothing, but it is not nothing. The players so far have presented nothing. But if they do present anything, it's almost certainly going to be better than what the owners have proposed. But it's typical baseball. All the other sports working, at least it seems like in cooperation, trying to figure out ways to get the sport back, realizing the situation that they find themselves in, being able to read the room, being having some situational awareness. While Major League Baseball is using both hands to strangle each other and then trying to point the finger at each other. So while all the players are apparently livid, that that's great. 
Uh, that's a great proposal that you put together. Something that the players are livid about. And maybe this is just the dance of the negotiation. And maybe we're sitting here on Friday morning at this time saying, boy, look how much ground they made up in sh- such a short period of time. But it doesn't feel that way. Because I think most people uh, could agree. And while it's very hard to get people to agree on anything, either get it done or go away. At least come up with something. Or go away because nobody is going, and I'm as big a baseball fan as there is. But if you don't come up with something here within the next week or so, nobody's going to want to hear from you for a very, very long time. And outside of the absolute diehards, there's going to be a good portion of the public, good portion of the, uh, of, of the sports fan who is never going to want to hear from you ever again. But no pressure, guys. Batista for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matto swoops in to intercept. Matto behind the net. Swings it in front. He So there you go. A moment of inspiration. That was uh, from 94, obviously, right? It's May 27th, 1994. Oh, only a cool little 26 years ago. Rangers, of course, defeated the Devils with that Stefan Matteau goal and uh, advanced to uh, the Stanley Cup final that year. And, of course, finally ended the curse of not winning the Cup since 1940. And that happened on this date only a nice little cool 26 years ago. And uh, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Our poll question, which is up for today. Already, it's off to a better start than yesterday. And as I mentioned, we got a lot of responses yesterday. Almost all of them moronic. Look, I understand yesterday it was a very difficult poll question to put up because you could only have four options. I don't like going with a poll question where it's just like you respond I like giving you the options, and then you can vote on it. We can see how many people get involved. So it's very difficult to uh, narrow down all the American bands of all time to four that most people would find acceptable. But I felt a whole lot better given what some of the other suggestions were. Forget the people who were suggesting Tom Petty. Tom Petty is a guy. He's a man. He's not a band. I don't care that he plays with the Heartbreakers. That's not the band. It's Tom Petty. Same thing with Bruce Springsteen. It's not the, I, no, not the E Street Band. I get that they threw that in there, but that's Bruce Springsteen. We're, you know what we're talking. Stop fi- trying to find a way around it. But some of the other ones, oh my goodness. ZZ Top. Yes, the greatest American band of all time is ZZ Top. Although that's not even as bad as some other ones. Sticks. Yes, Sticks. <laughs> Sticks is the greatest American band of all time. Even people in the band Sticks would not feel like Sticks is the the Grateful Dead. If you have to be stoned to be listening to the music, it's probably not that good. That's the one. Most people could not tell you a single Grateful Dead song. Not one. But the poll question today is up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. So I insult the audience. Probably shouldn't do that, right? I mean, probably. You guys are all great. You're the best. Oh, no. But today is Wednesday, and it means that it is, you know it, you love it, time for headlines. 
today's headlines. Extra, extra. Okay, so this segment has kind of been narrowed down basically to Florida Man, but I do have a couple of other headlines that I did want to touch on. The other day, the New York Post, you know how they have the NewYorkPost.com, they have the, the one big story, and then they generally have two smaller stories alongside, and then they have you know, like four more at the at the next section down. So the other day, they, I don't remember what the main story was, but they had the two equal stories right below it. One of them was Aaron Judge's girlfriend got a DUI. Okay, not good, obviously. But the other story, which was given the same level of importance, this is the, the headline. NASA scientists detect evidence of a parallel universe where time runs backward. Now, does it? Now, I get it. I'm not in the newspaper biz, but do those two stories seem like they deserve the same level of attention? They don't to me. It seems like the discovery of a parallel universe. I don't know. That probably should be the top story. You probably should get rid of all the other stories if NASA has detected evidence of a parallel universe. Maybe it's just me. Thank you, Brian. TikTok stars Bryce Hall and Jaden Hostler arrested for drug possession. Well, I think I have an issue with the uh, term TikTok stars. TikTok stars. I don't know if you have TikTok stars. It's like when they say YouTube stars. But I'm assuming, I, l- I looked at the picture, I don't know uh, Bryce Hall or Mr. Hostler, uh, but they're young kids. And I'm assuming that if they're TikTok stars, they're making a good amount of bank. And the fact that they were tried- arrested for drug possession, uh, not really all that surprising to me. Certainly not as, as surprising as di- uh, uh, evidence of a parallel universe. All right, Brian. Extra, extra. All right, so let's hit Florida Man because we're already running out of time. How the hell are we running out of time already? This week in Florida, man, and I will tell you, the Fl- Florida man has been all over the map. He had, uh, and a lot of the stories you just can't use. But boy, oh boy, you Google Florida, man. Whoa, some stuff will come up there. Curl your hair. This week in Florida, man. Florida man accused of shooting his neighbor's chicken with a BB gun. Extra, extra. A different Florida man is accused of kicking chicken like a field goal. Extra, extra. Even as much as they're doing to the poor chickens down in Florida, they're not as cruel as Costco, who's just cranking out those chickens for five. How they make any money on those chickens, I still don't know. Florida man, and those were two separate Florida men. Florida man arrested in Alabama in SUV stolen from his Tinder date. Extra, extra. Florida man caught on camera pulling out gun at the supermarket. Extra, extra. That seems like that happens every single week. I don't know if that's really all that newsworthy, but it it happened again. Uh, Florida man attacked his girlfriend with a beer. She attacked him with a screwdriver. Both have been arrested. And the screwdriver was not the orange juice and vodka kind. This was an actual screwdriver, which, look, sorry, Florida man, attacking her with a beer. And she, I'd have to assume if we fought, uh, fought this one out, she would win. Screwdriver is much more powerful than a beer. Uh, next star, Florida man injured after daughter hits him with truck while driving lesson. Extra, extra. Probably going to have to have some more driving lessons there. What? Really, can't, really couldn't go much worse than hitting him with the truck. 
I was generally she in the driving lesson, aren't you also in the truck? I haven't taught my kids aren't old enough to learn how to drive yet, but I would think if you're giving them a, a driving lesson, you're also in the car at that time. I hope so. I think they I think the Florida man has to also have a driving lesson. And then finally, uh Florida man being served legal papers accused of shooting the process server with flares. Extra, extra. All right, so there's Florida Man uh, (laughs) keeping us busy and uh, keeping us entertained, as he always does on this Wednesday. Our poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. I don't think I've had a vote yet in the uh, poll question, but it is, if you could only have one, which would it be? You could either have, behind door number one, if it was like, uh, let's make a deal, and you had behind door number one, the NBA season resuming, the NHL season resuming and concluding with a champion. And we would also throw in, as a little bonus, an entire baseball season. Now, not an entire, not 162 games, but whatever it is, 80 games, 100 games, whatever it worked out to be, and the playoffs, crown a champion. You can have all those things. And think of how beautiful that would be. You would have that pretty pretty much right now. Maybe not immediately, right? It's going to take some time for baseball. But let's say baseball was able to get up and running by July 1st. You had the NBA. There's been some target dates of of July 22nd to 25th. So late July, you'd think hockey may be the same thing late July. You think that things are starting. You want things to start to feel back to normal. Having sports on a fairly regular basis. Not, hey, there's one thing on Sunday that I want to watch. But baseball every single day pretty much. The NBA and the NHL maybe every other day pretty much having those games. That would certainly make you feel a lot more like life is getting back to normal. And you would have those things pretty close to right now. right? A little bit of ways away, but not certainly not as far away as an NFL season. But you could have all those things. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, all in a row. Or you could have a full NFL season that takes place relatively on time, takes place with a full schedule, and you could sit there on an NFL Sunday and watch it until your eyes bleed. Which would you rather have? And at least so far, the uh, overwhelming majority have uh, said that they would rather have the NFL season. I think that I I probably would have that too, Uh, although I will say – I'm, I would lean a little bit because, at least for me, with the baseball, I, I know that the Yankees have an actual chance to win something. Whether it's 80 games, 100 games, whatever, despite all the injuries, they would have an actual chance of winning a championship. And if they, whoever won a championship this year, uh, I'm not going to put any asterisk on an NBA or uh, NHL championship, so I certain, certainly wouldn't be doing that for Major League Baseball. So I guess I might lean a little bit that way, but I guess if if push came to shove, I probably would go uh, the full NFL season. And I expect that that's probably – I mean, the NFL is king, and um, there's a reason for that, and it's a it's a beautiful product. But the one – you know, the other aspect of that is you're not getting that until September. And uh, I don't know how you are getting through quarantine or getting through the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can last until September – waiting for sports to return, especially if by September you don't have Major League Baseball. I mean, you, you think the summer is is going to be rough with, with you know, no Major League Baseball. It's going to be uh, real rough, real rough. But uh, the, the stories and the headlines of the day, we kind of touched on those 
at the beginning of the show. They are as they, they kind of still, you know, still seem to be right. The NBA and NHL seem like they're gearing up. I think I like just going with the the regular format for the playoffs more so than some expanded playoffs. That's kind of where the NBA and NHL both are. The NHL saying that they would go with 24 teams instead of their normal 16 if they are able to resume play. And the NHL is not quite, it doesn't seem like, as far along in the process. They're not saying uh, that they are going to be able to resume to play. Not that the NBA has said that they are definitely, but it certainly seems like from all the insider uh, insiders that that's the way things are trending now, they don't have a date and until you really, you know, that's almost like the shovel in the ground. Until you have that shovel in the ground, you don't know the thing's going to get built. But it certainly seems like just a matter of time before the NBA is able to work through all these issues and can put a date on when they would return. If you were, if you had the poll question of which one you feel the best about returning, you'd have to say overwhelmingly right now, it's the NBA. I think that I like the idea of just going with eight and eight. And not tweaking the playoffs. There's been some talk about going with the best 16 teams, which I think would still be the, the, the top eight in the top eight. So I don't know why they would start tweaking it now. Maybe it's to, to give, uh, it certainly feels like it's, it's to give LeBron the best chance of winning another championship, but maybe that's just my cynical view of the world. Uh, but I think that you just go with eight and eight and whatever you can do to get the season I mean, you got enough stuff on your plate to try to figure out the health protocols and the safety protocols and getting everybody into one location and keeping everybody safe and keeping everybody under the bubble. That why you would be adding to the difficulty of getting a season back up and running. I get that there will be some teams and, and some owners that will be unhappy that they're not going to be part of the 16 teams. It is what it is, dude. Like, you know, read the room again, like understand where we are at. Your concerns are not really all that great. It's about being able to conclude a season the best we can. And I would say I, I would feel better about whatever way you can conclude the season. So if, if it were rather than expanding the playoffs, I, I'd almost be more in favor of narrowing down the playoffs so that at least you can know for sure or whatever you can do to increase the odds that you conclude a season rather than saying, hey, you know what? Instead of 16 teams, let's do 20. Let's do 24. Let's do this this format. Let's do that for You know what, guys? We got the rules in place. That's not really the issue right now. We know. Uh, just do it the way you normally do it. If anything, maybe not cut down the teams, but cut down the series, how long they are, instead of best of sevens, maybe best of fives. It's all about getting a conclusion to the season, which I know that the NBA has really never came up to this point, but it, it seemed pretty unlikely like a month ago. I mean, they've been shut down now, what, since March 12th? Uh, certainly over the last month, things have been trending in the right direction. But before that, I, I'd pretty much given up the NBA as not being able to conclude the season. So anything you can do to get the season concluded, uh, that that has to be the goal. And it shouldn't be the focus right now with all the things that you have to work on. Rewriting the rules for who makes the playoffs and who doesn't. But the NBA, as I said, seems like everything's trending in the right direction. The NHL seems like everything is trending in the right direction, even though they're not as far as long in the process and they really have to uh, do a lot more work. You know, the NBA, it seems like Disney World is certainly a possibility, if not maybe another city, but certainly there. 
The NHL doesn't really seem like there's, there's talk of this city or that city, but it doesn't seem like they're as narrowed down on that. doesn't really seem like they're narrow, the, the, the Players Association has not voted on their plan as of yet. They still have to figure out the health and safety protocols. But, again, they haven't written off the season. Things seem like, even if they're small steps, they are small steps forward rather than small steps backwards. So the NBA and NHL looks like they are uh, moving in the right direction. And on the other side of things, you have Major League Baseball, who came up with a new plan yesterday, which was, I guess, not as bad as the previous plan, but was still horrible. And all they did over the last week was not really come up with a plan, but was to waste everybody's time. If you come up with a plan that is presented, and as soon as it's presented, has basically no shot of being approved, well, then you've wasted everybody's time. And the one that they came up with yesterday, the owners, the commissioner, would be to have different tiers for salaried players, and based on how much money you're making, it would determine how much more money you would be losing as a result of playing in empty stadiums. And uh, the, 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 the players making the least, they would be asked to sacrifice the least, right? The, the, if you're making the minimum salary, you would uh, be still making about 93% of what the prorated amount would be. Uh, but the players at the top of the scale, be it Mike Trout, be it Garrett Cole, be it the, the real high earners, uh, Garrett Cole, the example given, he was slated to make 36. The prorated portion would be 18. He would now be cut down to, to roughly $8 million. Now, I don't think that if push came to shove, Garrett Cole would say, well, I'm not going to do that. But it's not going to come down to that because there's no way that the players would accept this proposal. So now, I mean, and you could have been dropped here from another planet. No, there's zero chance of this happening. So while the, the it was presented that this was the week, that things were going to turn, the tide was going to turn, and things were going to be pointed in the right direction. All the acrimony would be behind us. Apparently, they found some more acrimony. And yesterday's proposal by the owners uh, certainly is just going to stir up even more. So hopefully, things start trending in the right direction. But it certainly doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. And it's kind of have to have to happen soon. So it's not gotten to the point where... I'm going to shut it off and tell them that I don't care anymore because I still want a baseball season. But I think the amount of people that agree with me that I don't care about a baseball season, that that group is starting to get narrowed down pretty quickly. And if we get to the end of the week and there's still no deal, that, that it's going to get narrowed down even more. That at some point people are just going to write it off and say, you know what, who cares? And that's the worst. That's the worst option that they could possibly have is is just apathy towards the sport. All right, it's going to do it for today. We're already out of time. We'll see you tomorrow. It's ninety eight point seven FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN.